bring everyone together for a great time with the Nintendo Switch system. Get the whole family in on the fun with exciting games that everyone can enjoy, like Super Mario Bros. Wonder, Animal Crossing, New Horizons, and more. Nintendo Switch has three different play modes all in one system. Play in TV mode, tabletop mode, or handheld mode when you're on the go. Visit nintendo.com slash us slash switch to learn more. Games rated E for everyone. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card, issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval terms apply. This is Star Talk. Welcome, welcome to Star Talk Radio. I'm your host, Bill Nye. And this special segment of Cosmic Queries Maker Edition is brought to you by Google. Be sure to check out their website at makingsciencewithgoogle.com. Now, I try to pull back everybody because I'm not alone here. No, no. <laughs> I'm with world citizen Chuck Nice. Chuck, how you doing? Hey, Bill. How are you? I'm feeling great because this is a special edition. Yes, it is a special this, edition. This is the maker edition. The maker edition. So these are people that make things. Yes. All of these people are uh, progenitors of some sort. In one way or another. Progenitors. Yes. Could be progenitrixes. Ah, look at you. Progenitrices. <laughs> so with all this said, these are people that make stuff. That's what we do in engineering. We use science to build things and solve problems. Yes. What is our first query? Well, let's get into our first query. And it's actually one of our Patreon patrons. This is from uh, Terrico Pottery, uh, a potter living in St. Joseph, Minnesota. So he indeed is a maker with a question about making. He makes pottery. He makes pottery, yes. St. Joe, In St. Joe, M.I. So uh, this is what he says. M.N., M.N. M.N., sorry, oh, sorry, heavens. you're right. Oh, God, what a faux pas. The people at the Mall of America Michigan, are hating us right now. Yes. yes. Um, uh, here's what he says. What are your thoughts, Bill, on changing the STEM field to STEAM by adding arts into the acronym. Companies like Apple Computers and Tesla Motors advance STEM fields by creating artistically designed products that people resonate with worldwide. Do they provide evidence that art might play an important role in getting more people excited about scientific progress? Uh, and the short answer is yes. Uh-huh. So, so I have STEAM is fine. Science, technology, engineering, art, and math. That's fine. That's great. Yeah. And by the when you make products, you want them to look cool. And I think this is why, just to name names, that's why Google is successful. Yeah. You click on the Google main page and there's not anything on it. It's Except just Google. This beautiful minimalist thing. And that's why Apple products are so popular is they look good. Yeah. So you certainly want products to look good. If I'm going to buy pottery, be it in Minnesota or anywhere else. Right. 
I want it to look nice. Yes. I, I want my pottery um, phone case for my iPhone. Oh, that would be that would be brittle. <laughs> but who knows where that will lead? The guy with skills to make pottery may be able to make all sorts of things. Yes. Because he's he designs or makes shapes. So now uh, when you look at design as an element of engineering, uh, there's in art, they say form follows function. They say that in architecture, too. Yes. So now, does that work when you're engineering? Like, okay, you're building a, a plane. Look at an airplane. Aren't yeah. they good looking? Yes. They, but they weren't always. When you look back at the old Sockwood camels, the old biplanes. Uh, they were kind uh, of, at that, in that era, they were the coolest thing going because they flew. Right. So yeah, exactly. you're the guy Flying with the issue. Was, the, was pretty cool. Right. <laughs> Still is pretty cool. So uh, form that's one of the things, by the way, not changing the subject from pottery and steam. Right. But that's one of the things that's really appealing for me about airplanes is everything on there has to do something. You, right. There's, it's very hard to add stuff to planes that doesn't absolutely have to be there because they get too heavy. Yes. So um, my uh, I'm a big fan of uh, steam and writ large. I just don't want it to get to the point where all of school becomes an acronym. <laughs> you know what I mean? But right now, we I guess there's a conflict between funding science, technology, engineering, and math and funding art. You have to fund both. Right. So steam it is. Steam, steam on, if you Not will. steampunk. But steam. uh, steampunk never appealed to me. Really? No. Come on. And the reason is it's not real. Oh, well, yeah, I guess you're right. When you when you look at it from the actual mechanical standpoint, the, like the, none of those inventions the are The helium real. balloons wouldn't really fly. Yeah. The steam-powered uh, wheelchair wouldn't really run. Yeah. It, it just it, So that just always took me out of it a little but bit. But they make for great conventions. Oh, yeah, yeah. You <laughs> know, when you see those people at the hotel and they've got their goggles on and their their little caps and their trench coats. and Are you, you, know, are you talking from personal experience here, Chuck? No, I'm just saying. Like, no, 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 you're just saying. And it's not you. I'm just saying. No, if, yes. If you happen to be at right. the New York Hilton in October and you see a black guy wearing goggles at a steampunk convention... It might be Chuck Nice, maybe. It's all you're saying. It's all you're saying. Let's try another query. (laughs) Good question, Steam Man uh, Potter in Minnesota. All right, let's move on to uh, Matt Eli, who comes to us from Facebook and Bay City, Texas. And Matt Eli wants to know this. How are we going to print 3D stuff on Mars out of native material there or in the clouds of Venus or on the moon? Or in the asteroid belt. So, is it necessary to to mine materials from that area or from that place to uh, use as three D uh, print material? Uh, this is a great question, but we may be mixing. The modern verb everybody loves, Chuck, is conflating. Ah, conflating. We're conf- could be, could be. Not saying we are. Conflating 3D printing in space with in situ resource utilization. All right, now this rule. Okay, now now see now you got me right there. Well, well so the idea is Say you that could, again because I can't even I don't even know what you just said there. So everybody in the Mars community loves this acronym in four situ- four four letter acronym I S R U in situ resource utilization in situ resource in the situation in there situ- you are on the surface of Mars right. in the situation. Right. Utilizing, which is another word we used to say, using the resources there. So that's a big plan. I got to grow some sprouts. Well, to scrape up. That's right. 
uh, in the Martian. You can scrape the book or the movie. You scrape up some Martian soil and use chemistry to make rocket fuel out of it. Get the oxygen out of it. Maybe get the iron, recombine them, and they burn, and off you go. Uh, and on Mars, I think it'd be lower pitch. But anyway, um, it's a great idea, fine idea. Meanwhile, a recent study uh, at NASA indicates that it's probably better to take material to make objects in, with a 3D printer, which seemed to work well enough in zero gravity or right. microgravity. And so instead of taking surgical scissors, a scalpel, what else do you take? Sponges, right. your st- uh, sutures, right. suture needles. You make all that if you need it. You're ready to make it. So now at that point, kind of like a, a little more uh, of a Star Trek like replicator type deal. But there. 3D printers are virtually replicators, man. Right. It's amazing now. The late and this is now, it's what year is this? 2016. Uh, we scan objects with um, hol- hologram style lasers, create a three-dimensional image of it, then use that three-dimensional image to print it is the verb, but or additively manufacture it. And so this is an exciting time, but uh, making rocket fuel out of the Martian surface, I'm not sure, is quite the same thing as is intended by traditional uh, space-borne 3D printing. However, can't see why these two things wouldn't merge one day. Right. So there's there's not really a need to choose. It's not a Sophie's It'll happen. Choice. It'll be organic, right. pun intended. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll come from the Martian surface. But, you know, getting to the Martian surface is not trivial. Having a colony there is probably a real hassle. Mm-hmm. But I want to send people there to look for signs of life. And if those people need 3D printing additive manufacturer technology to get it done economically, let's go. So if you were to send, let's say, you know, so sending people is a real pain in the butt. So you It's send, expensive and yeah. never been done. And, 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 you know, people are a pain in the butt. I mean, have you met people? Yes. Have you met them? Cause Some of my best friends. Yeah. <laughs> but suppose, Or dogs. Is, is there still a need if you were to send... Uh, uh, autonomous machines that can work on their own, and then would they still be able to utilize the... That's the whole idea. So the Mars 2020 rover, Uh which does not have a name yet, uh, we hope to do this experiment. Try to scrape up Martian soil and make it into rocket fuel. Wow. Be cool. Yeah. It would be very cool. So it can be done robotically, it is believed. And so the chemistry, and you do simulants, uh, simulations with simulant soil, I mean to say, and we get that usually in Hawaii, that <clears throat> why is, why red is rock. soil there simulant to? The iron-bearing red volcanic sand oh, is gotcha. a lot, apparently, a lot like Mars. You can try this stuff, and it seems to work. But to really pull it off and really plan to go to Mars and only get back if you can scrape up Martian soil and make it into rocket fuel, I mean, that's a whole nother. Yeah, you might be planning a one-way trip. You, you might, yeah. It's, Inadvertently. Yes, and yeah. you don't want the inadvertent one-way trip. You don't want to uh, die on impact, and you don't want to be stranded. These are two really undesirable outcomes uh, on Mars. So, Chuck, we're on Cosmic Queries. Yes, we are. We do our best to answer an inquiry. Yes. From our beloved listeners. People want to know about making things in space on other planets. and That's what we do in engineering, Chuck. Yes, it is. We use science to make things and solve problems. Take it. All right. Query number one. Query number one. Ooh. Mikhail Wegsrin. Oh, yes. Ah. 
Michal. I, I, I bet you I got that name right, Michal. Michal Wegsren. All right. That's as good as I can do. Uh, from Facebook. Says, Bill, nanotechnology versus 3D printing. When can we expect 3D printers to be able to print nano elements for future nanotech devices? That's a little meta. It is meta, but it's not that far. Uh, really? Yeah. Many nano machines are made with the same technology as 3D printing, where you can move the probe tiny, tiny increments in tiny, tiny increments and um, shove molecules around or atoms around, I mean. Oh. And so that's actually... Uh, Almost, it's, it's spiritually, in the big picture, right. this tiny process does exist. When are you going to be able to do it and make airplanes out of it or aircraft carriers or something? That's so, a ways off. So now, would there ever be this, you know, in every sci-fi movie, this is what you see, you know, the nanobots. Yes. They nanobots. all come together. And then they create something. So yeah. it's, it, it's just this never-ending process where the, the, there's the machine that creates the nanobots. Then the nanobots come together to create or build something. Well, they usually, I think they usually make a replica of Chuck Nice. And yes. then I and the crew here cannot tell the difference between the real Chuck Nice and the nanobotical Chuck Nice, and then... One of us has a navel, Bill. And then things go badly. <laughs> things generally go badly. Because the nanobot Chuck is motivated by something bad. And yes, just, of course he but is. But with that said, the idea of using uh, 3D technology to move a probe or a, uh, an atom placer machine, tiny, tiny increments, does exist. That's how, uh, in a sense, that's how we make some microcircuits... Oh, really? But this is the future where you'd have this machine working really fast on a much larger scale. So stay tuned. And maybe you'll be the mechanical engineer, the electrical engineer that, you know, gets on this and makes it all practical and inexpensive. Nice. All right. Thank fantastic. You, so it already exists. Look at that. In a sense. Michal, in a sense. In a sense. It, it's already there. Science future today. Today. Look That's at, why you listen to Star Talk. That's exactly right. Maker edition. <laughs> Brought to you by Google. Here we go. Uh, Gabe Dominguez uh, from Facebook wants to know this. Um, instead of sending a rover to a planet, could we send just a 3D printer plus assembly unit to create multiple rovers? And are there any plans to do something like this? So instead of just one rover, you send kind of a whole manufacturing unit then you you got a bunch of rovers that now emanate from this one little manufacturing unit, and they can kind of comb the entire planet for you. So for those who are just listening to the podcast, I'm sorry you can't see Chuck's uh, arms, gesticulations, showing us how this uh, robotic, about. <laughs> robotic manufactory on another world. So that gets back to that thing about using the material on, let's say, the Martian surface. Right. Otherwise, you, I mean, everybody uh, understands. Wait, wait, let me see if I remember. Wait. Oh, God. In situ resource. Damn it. No, no, it's not damn it. It's, <laughs> it's utilization. Utilization. In yeah. situ, re, in situation resource utilization. Yes. So okay. the only way you would want to do this, everybody, is if you could uh, manufacture the stuff out of the material that's already there. Here on Earth, we're really good at manufacturing, or pretty good at manufacturing things. Sending all the raw materials to Mars would almost certainly not have an advantage. With that said, 
thinking out loud as we hear on as we are here on Star Talk. Perhaps the problems associated with folding up the rovers so they fit in the rocket nose cone. Uh-huh. Maybe that is a hard problem, and maybe you'd want to send all the piece parts there mm-hmm. uh, in more compact fashion, and then uh, have the manufacturing gizmo put the wheels on the car kind of thing. Right. I'm jamming here. Right. I'm jamming. Right. I like it. Because the rovers have to be origamatically folded up. Origamatically. I think it might be origamically folded, folded up. Right. To get in there. So when they get there, they all look like little cranes. Yeah, yeah. That's right. They do. And then they unfold. No, there could be something to that. That's a, that's a cool question. But right now, what we want to, it's just all we can do to get uh, government officials to get together to spend one and a half billion over 10 years, which is nothing. I mean, compared to other things we spent money on. And so uh, now, if we were fighting a war on Mars, oh, well, we would have at least fifteen trillion to throw at that. Yeah, that's problem, right. Yes, right? about like uh, what we need are some Martian terrorists. That's right. That's what we really need. It's about a factor of ten. Ten. <laughs> ten point two. Exactly. You multiply uh, the NASA uh, the NASA budget by ten point two, you start to get to what the military spends. Wow. Yeah. That's a little sickening. Uh, well, it's you know depressing. we live on Earth, and so. I, I said NASA budget. I mean planetary, planetary science budget. Science. Yeah. Uh, so there'll be emails. I've just ended my career. <laughs> yes, lead on. We have another query. Yes, we about do. About making things on the special edition of Star Talk with me, your host, Bill Nye, and citizen of the world, of the wide world, Chuck Nice. Chuck, right. take it. Here we go. Uh, this is from Andy Bracken on Facebook, and Andy says this. Greetings, Bill, from Columbus, Ohio. How difficult would it be to switch from one material to another, uh, e.g. going from PVC plastic to steel in the middle of a 3D printing process because those are the components needed to make the item? Well, that's being proposed, Andy. Uh, Instead of you may not feed the plastic through the same head or dispenserizer machine as you do the steel, but you'd have multiple heads. Right. This is all solvable problem. Like a, like, a, uh, like a soda gun at a bar. Yes. So, exactly. Yeah. Not that you would know. No, because no, you, know, no, you, you never, never see those places. Are you <laughs> no, you've never been to a bar, but but you've read stories oh, oh, on the electric internet. Yeah. It's a fabled tale. Yes. Yeah. Or maybe the occasional movie. <laughs> you know, so the uh, that would be the idea. That's not that hard. In the same way, um, there are uh, 3D printers that use different colored plastic. Right. All at once. So you have different heads that feed the plastic. So those heads would rotate or change or yeah, do Yes, what I presume. It's not, not a robot maker guy person, but uh, <laughs> with an interest. It seems like a very reasonable thing to do. But there, let me emphasize, there has to be a good reason to do it. You know, these things operate at different temperatures. Right. And so uh, you, you may not, you don't want to melt the first thing with the second thing. Second thing, right. So now how far are we in terms of our... Um, I'll say molecular manipulation of plastic uh, to get to the place where you can just make plastic that mimics different types of metals. Well, that's our dream, man. That's what we do all day. You're, you're, I'm sure you're referring to polysulfone. Yes, of course. Uh, I yes. Well, I mean, uh, yeah. what else would I have been referring to? <laughs> no, some plastics are nearly <laughs> as strong as steel nowadays. You right. Know, so, especially the ones that you can get glass in. Glass fibers, or the other thing we all want to do is orient the fibers. Right. 
follow me? Yeah, I got you what you're saying there. So, uh, you know, uh, plywood has grain that's oriented in uh, 90-degree angles almost always for strength. And so uh, ingots that come out of a steel mill or an aluminum mill have a strength that's different in this direction versus that direction. There's the way they're extruded or drawn out. And then the same is absolutely true of plastic. So you'd want to be able to exploit that. That's so funny that you just said that. I used to... uh, Work in a position where I had to do some stuff with fabrics. and That is the funniest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> what sort of fab were you doing it on? The, were you doing it on the Bible? On the bias? On the Bible? On the bias? Cutting on the bias. You were cutting on the bias. You, with your fashion uh, uh, terminology. Well, bias your fashion terminology. You were just, in my mind's head, we were just at the soda gun at the bar. <laughs> and then all of a sudden uh, No, no. Well, you may have noticed that there's often fibers in those clear hoses. Yes, there is. Those fibers are oriented to maximize the strength. And speaking of maximizing the strength, we're maximizing the fun here on Star Talk Radio. We'll be back right after this. Working moms have way too many to-dos. Switch to H&R Block and have an expert do your taxes for you. Block guarantees 100% accuracy and your max refund or your money back. And with their no-surprise guarantee, you'll always know the price of your tax prep before you begin. You can even meet with a tax pro in a Block office or online from home. So take a breath, moms. This tax season, it's better with Block. Make an appointment at hrblock.com. All tax situations are different. Not everyone gets a refund. Limitations apply. Description of benefits and details at hrblock.com slash guarantees. Whether you're a family vacation traveler, business tripper, or long weekend adventurer, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. And that's good, because there are a lot of me's. Choice Hotels has over 7,400 locations and 22 brands, including Comfort Hotels, Radisson Hotels, and Cambria Hotels. Get the best value for your money when you book with Choice Hotels. Cambria Hotels feature locally inspired hotel bars with specialty cocktails and downtown locations in the center of it all. Hey, that's me. Radisson Hotels have flexible workspaces to get the most of your business travel and on-site restaurants. That's me, too. And at Comfort Hotels, you'll enjoy free hot breakfast with fresh waffles, great pools for the entire family, and spacious rooms. Hey, that's me, too. I guess I'm just going to have to stay at all of them. Choice Hotels has a stay for any of you. Book direct at choicehotels.com, where travel comes true. This episode is brought to you by Progressive where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Chuck, you know, this is a very exciting time here at Star Talk Radio because this is a maker edition. Yes, it is. That's indeed. right. Brought to you by Google. That's correct. Don't forget, making science with Google.com. That's where you, you go. can get involved in the whole maker vibe. <laughs> What's another? We got another query. Yes, we do have another query. Let's uh, 
Let's read this one from Tom Ricks from Tom Facebook. Ricks. Tom Ricks from Facebook would like to know this. He says, Bill Nye the Science Guy. Yes. How long do you think it will be before we can print a 3D agricultural crop in order to reduce CO2 emissions and water consumption? We have all the ingredients, right? So he's talking about forget going to space and printing something. Can we print something here and now, namely food? Yeah, I thought he wanted to print a crop. He does. He wants That's to. Pretty aggressive. He wants to uh, our agricultural crops in order to reduce CO two emissions so, and water consumption, which is which is very important. So Tom, I, I've I think I follow you, but you're you want if I understand this, you want to eat a three D printed plant. Yes. So you, I mean, right at our current state of the art, you're going to be eating plastic. Uh, okay. Well, that doesn't work. Why would you put the crop out in the sun if it's 3D printed and stuff like that? So we may have, uh, once again, if I can use the verb, conflated a couple ideas. Mm -hmm. Very reasonable that you'll be able to 3D print beads that hold water in the soil. Uh -huh. Right? So that there's less evaporation. That's very reasonable to me. Or maybe even... A, a mat for planting your crops akin to uh, mulch, plastic mulch. Do you know what I mean? Are so you hip to traps, mulch? Traps the moisture. Yeah, yeah. And keeps soil. weeds from coming through. So I, the moisture I, doesn't evaporate back into the atmosphere. Fast, right. But you don't want to have it too sealed up. Then you get fungi of various brands. Yes. So mm. I think I know what you're I'm driving. Is, inside of my sneakers. Uh, that's a lot of information, Chuck. <laughs> so we, I think I know what you're driving at. We would have custom-made mulch mats to plant our crops in, and right. they could be 3D printed, the mulch mats. So there is an application. Uh, you know, his idea may have been slightly askew, but there is an application for 3D printing in agricultural. Oh, man. Heavens, yes. Yeah. Just like, suppose you, one of the things you got to learn, I think, as a farmer mm -hmm. is welding. This is to say when stuff breaks... Those people are continually repairing things, yeah. discs and harrows and things. You know what? Now, see, what you just said there just uh, struck in me a little chord because it seems like every movie or television show that you watch where the people are out on a farm and they're like have all these acres around them, anything that breaks they immediately start to go in and fix it. The tractor breaks, they fix. You never see them call somebody. Tractor co. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> well, like they, are, they fix everything farm, that's on there. Farm guy skills, I guess. Farm gal skills. And uh, so it's very reasonable that you would have 3D printers for farm equipment. And, and so what I'm imagining in the not-too-long future, Chuck, not that it's all about Bill and his imagination, we're responding to, is it Tom's question? This is, yes, um, Tom Ricks. Yes, uh, that I'm imagining a time when something breaks in your house or your apartment, and instead of ordering the spare part and having it shipped to you, you go down to the spiritual equivalent of FedEx Kinko's or Staples, right. and at, th at that place, they make you a new part. You just make their big 3D printer, which they have air-cooled and is large and very accurate. You don't have to have one at home. Right. And then in the same way... Certain gearheads keep a collection of wrenches around. Right. There'll be certain gearhead type people that have a 3D printer at home. I know guys with milling machines and lathes at home. So there'll be that sort of culture. I can understand it. But I wouldn't be surprised if there are big ones someday in the not too distant future for repairing farm equipment. Sure. Okay. Bring it on. Nice. Bring it on. But you don't want to eat. 
what it's what's printed. That's what threw me off a little. Yeah. Probably not. So the, the application is mo- mostly for assisting in. But I can imagine 3D printing some candy. Right. Yes, because you easy. can melt the sugar Heck, the same way why like not glass, and you print out some your own 3D little? printed seaweed. I mean, right. it seems very re- sea plant seems very reasonable. But uh, why you would do that rather than growing plants directly? Okay, I have to think it through. But that's a cool question, Tom. So, Tom, cool question, and the answer is candy. You'll be able to print candy. Mmm, <laughs> candy. There's right. the 3D printer handy. <laughs> and it's going to be dandy. Okay. <laughs> Wide citizen of the wide world, Chuck, what's here, our next query? Here we go. Uh, now, this might be another conflation. However, I know where he is coming from. And this is uh, Jason Harvey uh, coming to us from Twitter. And Jason would like to know this. Can we 3D print an animal? And wow. then and then, it, then he goes a little crazy. And then start it up with an electric shock. It's alive! <laughs> it's alive! The pitchforks! The tort, the citizens, the towns, the villagers, pitchforks. And, Why are they out there with pitchforks and, and just torches? Don't trust the doc, oh. the doc Frankenstein. So everybody I just wanted to pet the rabbit. It's very reasonable to me that uh, people will be able to three D print someday DNA. You'd make a synthetic organism. Holy crap! Whether you'd build a whole woolly mammoth from scratch yeah. from a three D printer, that might be harder. Yeah, but that's a little mind blowing what you're saying right there. I'm just saying it because people are talking about it. It's it's. So and you don't mean like a model of the three D. I'm making uh, a uh, virus uh, from right. a molecular machine printer, Gizmo. Wow. Holy crap! And then making a a single cell. Right. And then fusing it and having it grow into a mammoth <sighs> or a chuck. <laughs> believe me, you want the mammoth before you want the chuck. No, no, I, I believe you. <laughs> no, I, you didn't lose me. I don't think I'm alone. This is another one of these things where I would like to talk it over with Chuck's wife. I bring it up every show. Oh, believe me. She, yes, she, uh, it, she would prefer a mammoth. She would prefer a mammoth over another chuck. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, and yeah. probably much kids. easier to care for. Yes, you yes, know? lower maintenance. Lower maintenance. More logical. And probably sheds less than I do. Uh, can't hear you. <laughs> a lot of information. Uh, a little too much, Chuck. Okay. All right, here we go. Cool question, Jason. Uh, right, that is on. a very cool question, and I have to tell you that I am just slightly disturbed by the 3D printing of DNA. It's very And a single-cell organism that reasonable. still has the ability to proliferate. That, well, that's, look at us. We start from a single cell. Yeah, you're right. And don't tell me you haven't held a single cell. An egg, a chicken egg is a single cell. You know, I never thought of it that way, but you're right. It's a cool thing of of which to think. Yes. I don't think we're as delicious in our nascent stages. Can't hear you. Uh, All good. Can't hear you. Try another one. Just a couple minutes left in this segment. Let's move on. Okay, here we go. Um, <laughs> this is from <laughs> Ian Landy from at Techno Landy on Twitter. Any thoughts on if any age is too young to try maker spaces and 3D printing? I had my kids do hour an hour of code. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure. An hour of code. An hour code of hour. Code, a code hour. Okay, I don't know what <laughs> that is. Sounds fine. I don't see if a kid is into it, I don't think you can. Uh, have any trouble? Just how much plastic do you want to waste? 
Or how embarrassed are you willing to be when the kid makes this fabulous thing that you never thought of? Mm-hmm. So if, the, if your children, if your kids are able to run a 3D printer and write code for an hour, I mean, more power to them. Yeah, now, in wild. general, uh, I'm sure Ian's kids are exceptional. Yes. Because all of our StarTalk listeners are way They're above pretty up average. there. Yes. I have to say. Yes. The, StarTalk, the average StarTalk li- listener is far above average. When How do you know that? I'm I was ju- trying to make a joke. No, I'm serious. really going for it. I'm right. serious. I, over I, yourselves, I listen to I talk talkers. to them on Twitter all the time. A lot of them have like words like doctor before their name. Uh-huh. Stuff well, like that. You know? All right. Well. <laughs> so who knows what controversy I've gotten myself into with well, these offhanded DNA t- musings. All I can tell you is this. We live in a country where uh, children are allowed to play with guns legally. So, like, they're passing legislation to say that it's okay for children to shoot guns at ranges. So I don't see where 3D print... Hey, better yet, why don't you get your kids to 3D print a working firearm? No, that's been done, Chuck. That's a, Oh, yeah, yeah, that's oh, been done. On. Oh, yeah, that, that, that program exists online. Oh, stop it. Yeah, you can download it. Oh, come on. But you need a printer that works, you know, accurately enough. Oh, you're killing me. Uh, I hope not. <laughs> but, yeah. You're killing me with your 3D gun. Yeah, so... The, are you for real? We, you can... There are no laws... Wait a minute, Bill. I'm really upset here. There are no laws to stop you from printing a firearm with a 3D printer. As far as I know, not. Maybe they're proposed, but even if there were laws, Chuck, this is the electric internet. All the kids are using it. So it could be transmitted around. The thing is, you need the material, and you still need bullets and all yeah. that stuff. So, oh, my God. Deep breath. Okay, so here is <clears throat> Derek Maddox. Derek. And Derek comes to us from uh, Twitter. Uh, Derek says this. Do you think we'll ever be able to 3D print organs efficiently enough to end the need for donors? Now, I have actually read... Uh, you can read. I, you know what? <laughs> Believe it or not, it's it's and really okay. Somebody read it to me. <laughs> oh, no. By the way, everybody, for you, if you're out there, Chuck is quite the uh, science geek. He reads quite a bit of this stuff. Yeah, let's let's. But you're about to revelavate us. uh, Give us a revelation of that. No, I read this great article. I believe it was in Scientific American, and and it was talking about the actual printing of organs. Yeah, and um, and. The way they did it was somehow they infused the DNA from the person that they're uh, going to implant the organ so that you don't have a rejection. That's right. Like you would with the same app. DNA. Is that so? So that's go the ahead. plan. That's my understanding. That's the deal. And then you would grow them oh. from the right number of cells. So in the case, the classic is a liver, which apparently is, uh, if you're going to do this, it's a good place to start. Liver. Yeah. Is that because the liver self generates anyway? I guess. And also the, the way it is. Um, the way its blood vessels run, the way, what are they? it's not innerved. It's like that. The way the um, the blood vessels would somehow self-organize. The, I'm not an expert on this, and that's when we're going to get all this mail because I spoke offhandedly. <laughs> no, but I've heard that that's the one, a good place to start. Is with the liver. Yeah. So the answer, Derek, is yes and yes. We will be uh, 3D printing organs and one day efficiently enough where we won't need donors. Yeah, well, the big thing you won't need is not only that, you won't need uh, anti-rejection drugs, which you right. alluded to earlier, which would be huge, be huge. So now, does that, wow. Does that mean we're living just at the wrong time, That's what Chuck? I was about to ask. You missed does it that by that much? that I'm getting screwed <laughs> yeah. by the fact that I'm here? But you got three kids. Yeah. So your genes so are going into the future. My genes are going into the future. I'm not worried about my genes. I'm more worried about me. Well, and and speaking of liver, 
Hey, <laughs> you're just saying. I'm just saying. You work in nightclubs. <laughs> you're just saying. It flows for free for there you, you. There you go, man. <laughs> no, I've no. I don't want to change the subject too far, but I've known people that have got in trouble with alcohol because they were comics that got free drinks a right. lot. Yeah. Well, you know, you have to. You have to be cognizant. As a matter of fact, I have. Uh, I know we're off a little off topic. Just a little. Just a little off topic. Us? You know, but but I have to say that uh, one of the things that I had to stop doing because I work in a club most nights and I drink for free everywhere I go was I had to make it a rule that when I'm working, I don't drink because otherwise, I, otherwise drinking became part of my job as opposed to the, uh, the social activity that yes, it should be. Yes. Yeah. Well, with all that said, let's get back to yeah, the special to the edition that we're, <laughs> that we're all here for. The Maker uh, brought edition. Brought to you by Google. And, and What's the website? And make sure you check out makingwithgoogle.com. So we're making. Making. So this is the Maker Edition. That's what it is. Give me another query. All right. Here we go. Uh, a lot of people really are in love with this 3D printing stuff. Man. And that's this all is, it's been. This is Jesse uh, uh, from Twitter. Um, here's the deal. Hey, Bill, will doctors be able to 3D print medical tools and specific parts like replacement joints for the body? And I, I guess she's thinking like in the time when we colonize some place. I got to say categorically, yes. Absolutely, yes. I saw a presentation by a NASA engineer about this, and she's got it down. This is what we do. We're going to make your your hemostats, right? little clampy wamps for shutting off blood vessels while you're surgerizing. Right. We're going to make uh, scissors, scalpels, all kinds of clamps and so now, happiness. You could, you could make a scalpel uh, out of uh, plastic that well, is Oh, no, you'd make it out of metal. metal. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you, right, like we talked about at another yeah, yeah, time, yeah. the... Or maybe just put a metal edge on it. Or maybe make it out of some modern plastic that's good enough for a few slices. Right. She's worn out. Right. Then you melt it down and make another make one. Jesse, great question. And the answer is categorically yes. Fantastic. Let us move on. <clears throat> Pardon me. I'm going to look for something a little different. Here we go. He's thumbing. Here we are. Uh, this is Israel uh, Giron. Israel Giron. Is Israel Giron uh, from Twitter. Uh, says, hello from Marana, Arizona. Never heard of it. Well, it's in Arizona's in the U.S. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. As an educator, what are the benefits of having people flex their brains and creating something rather than purchasing something? So this one. No, there's no benefit at all. No. I'm kidding. Oh, of course. That's <laughs> rhetorical question city. No, the whole thing we want is hands-on interaction. Yes, make things. Become not just a scientist like what's his name, Neil yeah, Tyson. That, that Tyson. No, the grass become Tyson an engineer. Guy. Make stuff. Use science to solve problems and make things. Gotcha. So uh, there's your Chuck, answer. the guy. You got to this rhetorical question city there. Well, you know, I I, I think that is. You're, you're right. That is rhetorical. So I'm gonna. Oh, follow, it's just. Yeah, I'm, 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 let's I'm, follow it up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna follow up with this. With uh, so uh, same same person says. So we've seen examples of 3D printing of mechanical parts. What are the prospects of 3D printing? Now listen, chemical compounds. So, well, this is very reasonable to me. Really? Yeah. I mean, 
Are you hip that when you buy polyethylene for commercial applications, you're going to make a conveyor belt with pl- plastic rollers or something or a slide or? No, I'm not. You can imagine. I can imagine that, yeah. Anyway, you specify the plastic by its molecular weight. Okay. There's this ultra high molecular weight, very high molecular weight, and they they can infer how many carbon atoms are strung together in a chain of carbon atoms, okay. for example. So I can imagine a day where you're planting individual atoms onto molecules, and then if it were the kind of molecule you wanted, and you could get it to grow again like a crystal, right? you would have all of the molecules you would uh, uh, want to interact with. That's, I mean, I can imagine this. That's cool. Well, it's cool, but I mean, I haven't really done it, Chuck. I, well, jamming here. I mean, just the Bill Nye, the science fiction radio host. <laughs> but that is science fiction within the realm of reason. Very reasonable. Very reasonable. Yeah. Okay. That's very cool. Look at that. Not, not two very good questions from Israel. I appreciate them. Let's move on. Uh, whew, boy, you guys with these names. I tell you these names. <laughs> Sylvanair. Sylvanair wants to know this. <clears throat> Is there any food that a 3D printer would be able to make? I'm picturing the precursor to the Star Trek replicator. So now in Star Trek, they, you know, Captain Picard yes. will go here. Uh, T, Earl Grey, hot. Yeah. And boom. Yeah. It would it just appear? Yes. Uh, so I want to caution you, Chuck. That show is not real. <laughs> <laughs> now I don't know what to believe. <laughs> So, <laughs> so when you manufacture food, you know, there's a whole thing in the business. They talk about the taste, but they also talk about the mouth feel. Yes. And I would not be surprised. And there's a product now called Soylent, which is based on Soylent. Did you say Soylent? Yeah, based on the... Soylent? Yeah. Okay. Isn't that the product? I don't know. Yeah, it's the it's the food of the future. It's a billboard. Yeah. Yeah, well, so I can imagine people... Well, you eat candy bars. I do, every yeah. once in a while. Yeah, you've seen them. Three times a year, I'll eat a candy Yes, uh, maybe you've had some uh, peanut brittle. Yes, I just have. Just the brittle part. Just the brittle part. You've had caramel. Yes, without a doubt. Okay, that's just, uh, can you imagine a machine that would make some fantas- fantastically delicious thing mm-hmm. that would have a good mouth feel mm-hmm. and would not be natural, it wouldn't be recognizable from something in nature? See, no, I cannot imagine that. Would be, you know, Chuck's food bar. Yeah, I don't want Chuck's to. delicious green bar. No, I don't want anyone eating Chuck's food bar. <laughs> <laughs> it would, well, what if it had a lovely woman's name? What if it was Malia's delicious food bar? All right, I'm interested. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I got to tell you the truth. I'm interested. Yeah. I don't and know what you just did there, Bill. It would be the Bill? shape. Various shapes are possible. Yes. Anyway, so this is quite possible. I can easily <laughs> imagine printed food. You've been listening to Star Talk. uh, I'm Bill Nye, your host, and I'm here with Citizen of the World Chuck Nice. We'll be back right after this. Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am and how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org slash lost. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot 
for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate. Pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Star Talk Radio Cosmic Queries. This is a special edition, Chuck. Yes. This is the Maker Edition. It's brought to you by Google. Yeah. And uh, if you're listening, and I believe you are, uh, when you get where you have access to the internet, check out their website at makingsciencewithgoogle.com. Nice. No other way to make science as far as I'm concerned. With Google? That's the only There's way to compa- do it. Okay, I'm sure you're right. Uh, <laughs> there are no competitors. It's all good. No, this is Star Talk. We got queries from you. You have inquired. And by long tradition, our worldwide citizen, Chuck Nice, yes. will read your queries. I, and then he and I will comment insightfully. Indeed. One of us will. That'll be you. All right, we'll <laughs> try. The other one will just read them. <laughs> That's you. That's me. Okay, here we go. Um... This one coming to us from um, Necro7 on Twitter. Necro. Necro. A little troubling. Necro7. A little troubling. Yeah. All right. And it's Necro. What does he or she have to say? It says, how would you compare the effects of accessible 3D printing today to the effects of the printing press in the early Renaissance? Uh, I don't think it'll be quite as influential. The printing press was a big thing. Yeah. However... 3D printing is absolutely the future. And I talk about this all the time. Um, I'm imagining where we're making, like, you know, maybe I'm wrong, as is so often the case. We use the term in mechanical engineering, additive manufacture. Additive manufacture. That's what 3D printing is. That's 3D what? That's and, but, you know, when you think of, you know, this word machining. Yes. Where you cut where material. You cut materials, where, yeah, right. you make a screw, you cut the metal away right. or what have you. So this could revolutionize all that we know and love. So you could possibly at one point envision a world where you just 3D print everything? Everything would be custom made. There wouldn't be anything adjustable. Everything would be made perfectly. No, when I think about the economic repercussions of the Belts wouldn't thing, even have more than one hole. The belt would be made and there'd be a single hole for your waist. Well, that's it. You've sold me. <laughs> no, but I mean, I can imagine right. it easily. Yeah. yeah. Right. Because so you go to the store and there's designers there. I'm thinking about fashion now, fashion. You go to the store and they custom make it for you and they almost sort of do that with Neil suits. Yeah. He gets them multi-measured at multimeasure.com <laughs> and then they fit him better. And so I could easily imagine that the future, everything is customly 3D printed. Yes, you were saying you started to go well, no, I'm wide just, world I'm, on us I'm, worldwide. I'm, I'm thinking like, what do you do with all the jobs of people who were making the screw that now... Somebody's got to make the printers. So all those people are now just making printers. Well, or they're doing other wonderful, productive, artistic, wonderful, life-enhancing things. Thinking deep thoughts Mm -hmm. about how to make better printers, how to design new things. Everybody becomes a designer. Everybody's a designer. Everybody custom makes everything. Come on. That's a scary world. Cheer it up, Chuck. (laughs) I'm going to say that, uh, yeah, because where I see this going is... Let me just ask you about that sentence. 
I'm going to say, uh, yeah. 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 Well, Can three, you expand on that? Just ever on so. that right here. Just a little bit. 3D printers making 3D printers, and now we're done. Now nobody works anymore. Well, but who's shoveling the coal? That is to say, who's making the electricity? Somebody's going to have to do something. Somebody's got to do something. Somewhere. All right. Notice that people are as busy as ever. You know, you say, what did they do in the good old days? They churned milk. They grew crops. They they tilled the soil. They got rid of the weeds, what have you. People, it has not led to a life of leisure. Right. You wash the dishes automatically while you're doing a bunch of other stuff now. Right. right. Okay. Humans are busy, busy humans. Okay. All right. I'm 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 going to go with like you. Bees. On Only humans. All right. Let's get to another question. This one from Twitter says, uh, how, "Does it have a name? Uh, Twitter? No, just Twitter." And Twitter's on Twitter. Twitter is on Twitter. Somebody secured that uh, name early on. Well, yes. Yeah, so, ho- hello, Twitter. How would I love to get that name? That'd be my Twitter handle. Twitter. No, you wouldn't. You Twitter it wouldn't. It wouldn't handle. say Chuck. It would say at Twitter though, and everybody would know that that's me. You're the man. Everybody would have to, at Twitter. Everybody would have that. You figure you'd have a lot of followers, and that would lead to a, lead to a pay raise. Right. <laughs> because that's what you got to do nowadays <laughs> to get a pay raise. That's what I'm saying to you. So, Good. Twitter has a question. Twitter wants to know this. How does 3D printed materials, carbon footprint, or other environmental strain metric compare to that of manufactured products? So, uh, is it on equal footing? Is it a less of a carbon footprint? Maybe less footprint. If you could efficiently ship the material Mm -hmm. to where you need it and then manufacture in situ, then you wouldn't have all the bulky... Like, for example, I'm looking here in the studio at uh, stools or a sofa. Sofa. The packing for those things is large. True. If they could be manufactured closer to where they're being used. No need for it. You'd have probably more efficient shipping of the raw materials. Right. You know what I mean? You wouldn't have that volume. Just in these one, these couple examples looking around the room here. So now, do you think that uh, it might lead to a more disposable uh, world? Or, or a where more recyclable are... world. Ooh. Ooh. The couch is made of magic plastic that you just melt down and make into a new stool <laughs> or ottoman or settee so the, or headboard so the real or even <laughs> dresser drawer. <laughs> just just doing a furniture thing. <laughs> so you were saying, no, or saying, maybe a mattress. So the idea is you would have to make materials that can be used again and again. Well, I mean, it's certainly reasonable. I mean, the 3D printed plastic that we're using now is meltdownable. Right. If I can coin melt that downable. adjective. I love when you get all sciency on me like that. It's, it's so... just, it's nibonic. <laughs> meltdownable. Okay. Let's uh, move on. <clears throat> Moving on. Kevin. Cosmic Queries Maker Edition. Kevin S. from Twitter. Twitter. Kevin. Kevin S. wants to know this. What's the strength of 3D printed metal parts, cast, forged, or billet of the same material? So if you if you got it strewn out of this little head, oh, yeah, yeah. can it be as strong I'm as not something an expert that's die cast that. or something that's forged? Or I'm not an expert on that, but I will say this. I saw a wrench made, and it was a little oversized, I think, for stiffness. Okay. And sintered parts. These are parts made from powder that are is fused together, melted, essentially. Those aren't as strong, but they have other properties. In the, in the example of sintering, they hold oil uh, for a bearing or whatever. There, that has an advantage. Okay. So I could easily imagine a secondary operation where you 
roll or press or smash the 3D printed part or additively manufactured part uh, to give it strength. I could easily imagine that. And I guess as a host of Star Talk Radio, I should know more about that. And I will make a note to uh, learn that. All right. Well, there you have it. But as a mechanical engineer, I can imagine the secondary operation of smashing to work hard in it, to give it strength. Gotcha. You know how you can't straighten out a paperclip very easily? Right. Because after you bend it... Now you have to... It's called work hardening. You've done work on it, and it, it gets stiff. It's the nature of the grains of metal. Gotcha. So very reasonable that you'd have to re-smash. But that could be a lot cheaper than shipping a full-sized wrench to somebody. All right. <clears throat> trying to get that trying to get that nut up under the sink. Maybe you'd just make the perfect custom-made wrench just, just right, right just there. Just right for that. And then you'd melt it back down and after you're done. There you go. And have all those molecules floating around your house. I like it. All right. This is Tim uh, from Twitter. Tim from Twitter. And he's he's tweeting to us from at Evil Nut. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, can't hear you. Can't read you. <laughs> all right. At Evil Nut. At Evil Nut wants to know this. Are they testing or printing in zero G? It yes. seems like it would be impossible in no, no, zero G. They, they do it. Metal. They did it on the space station. Because it's liquid. So They did it on the space station. It. And the word liquid, you know, it's, it's, a, uh, it's gooey. It's amorphous. Okay. It's literally both as the adjective and as the noun, plastic. You know, the Earth's crust, I mean, uh, the Earth's mantle. Right. It's said to be plastic. Really? Smush-aroundable. Because so, it's, it's, it's hot. 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 Very hot. So, uh, and yes, they've 3D printed in space. By paying attention to what they're doing, the thing squirts out and the plastic sticks to the plastic. Okay. So you can so shape you parts shape in space part. even, though with, even though you don't have gravity. There you go. In fact, there's probably an argument from 3D Print Co. that says gravity is a real problem. You should do all your manufacturing in space. Oh, really? I easily imagine somebody coming in here to say that, and I, I would not be in a position to disagree, Chuck. There you have it. I'd, be, I'd have to do the opposite of that. I'd have to agree. So is, um, although evil nut, it's counterintuitive, actually, zero G Just imagine squirting great. toothpaste on to- like squirt toothpaste on the wall. Now squirt another bead of toothpaste on the toothpaste. It would stick to it, right? Right. Even though you're upside walled. Upside down or no matter where That's you are. That's right. Yeah. Just I mean, you can imagine it right that out of it's possible. Yeah. Squeeze it right out of the tube and right onto the toothpaste, onto the toothbrush. Okay. Uh, this is a great question. Uh, How does it go? Thomas, Thomas, T-J-L-K from Twitter wants to know this. Will people be able to 3D print medicine? So you're talking yes. about manufacturing sure. medicine. Sure. Sure. Really? Imagine this. I mean, how hard can this be? This is awesome. They tell you to take two aspirin. Okay. They tell you to take one aspirin. Right. You just custom print the size of the pill you want. So you have... It's your aspirin goo stuff. So how do you dial up the... The physician weighs you. Okay. And then prescribes the right size pill. Just for shooting from the hip without even starting. Okay. Without even trying to make molecules from scratch. All right, good. Not even doing Not that. Not even doing that. Just, Just right from the get-go. Wow. They, and then furthermore, at home, your bathroom scale is on the internet. It tells pill.com squirt machine wow. how to squirt out the right size pill for how much you weigh, and then you're just perfectly healthy. Damn, that's And awesome. imagine it. I mean, it's one thing with aspirin, but imagine, you know, there's so many people with all these other exotic disorders and they have to constantly manage their their dose right. right 
I can easily imagine a machine or a couple of machines that could do that. So no more, no more one size fits all uh, can prescriptions. Easily, yes, it's easily it's imagined. Prescribed yes. for you. Yes, That's fantastic. From prescribeco.com, there at your Rite Aid, your Dwayne Reed, your CVS, and this is where maybe you don't have the machine at home, but you have a bathroom scale at home, and it transmits your weight to your druggist, who then, when you show up with the prescription, the pills are just the right size. Wow! Whoa! How cool would that be? You've been listening to Star Talk Radio. I'm your host Bill Nye with my co-host Chuck Nice. Keep looking up. This is Star Talk. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation.